Welcome to your one-stop shop for some of the best dirt track racing coverage in the Carolinas and beyond. We feature the SEDRA, the Carolina Sprint Tour, the Carolina Clash, and the Ultimate Super Late Models. Hear from some of the best personalities in dirt track racing. This is Doomwich on Dirt. Before we start this episode, I want to say rest in peace to Dustin Morris. Uh, he was a pure stock driver in the Carolinas. He raced a lot at Cherokee and Harris and a bunch of other tracks in the area, including Traveler's Rest, where he had a great battle in the pure stock division during their Thunder Bobber showdown last month. And I just want to send my condolences to his family, his friends, and his fans. And I uh, hope he's resting easy up there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Do It On Dirt podcast, episode 50. Uh, if you've been around the whole way, or if you're just new to the podcast, I want to thank you for being a fan and just tuning into today's show, whether it's your first time or your 50th time. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for allowing me to be able to get to episode 50. Uh, it really has been a fun run. We're ending. We're about a month away from one year of the show being in existence, and we're coming up to the end of the 2023 season, but that doesn't mean that we are low on excitement and action happening. Uh, sorry for no episode last week. Just really busy getting ready for world finals and just a lot happening. I apologize. And uh, this episode will not be a interview episode with anybody. I will hopefully have one out later this week with possibly a member of the East Lincoln family. Done a lot of racing in the Carolinas, been around his whole life. He actually reached out to me through a like audio message you can send in, kind of like uh, how Reaction Theater originally was with the Door Bumper Clear episode uh, with Dirty Mo Media. And he was like, hey, I might have some content for you. I might be able to talk uh, some stories maybe about Freddie Smith, and he's a car owner for somebody. So I'm not going to fully say that yet because I don't have it fully locked down yet, but good chance I'll have an episode with him out this week. But while I was gone, we had the SEDRA Beach Bash at Lakeview. We had the World Short Track Championship at Charlotte. And this past weekend, I was doing which on location with Big Mike and Lady Doonwich Kylie at the World of Outlaws and Super Dark Dirt Car Series World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte. And we're going to get into all of that a little bit later in the episode. And today, since I don't have a full interview episode, like sit down, talk with the person for 20, 30 minutes like usual, we're actually going to be doing, uh, playing some clips from some little interviews I got during the weekend on Saturday. I talked to two late mall drivers, a photographer, and a crazy fan that a lot of you guys, especially on Twitter, enjoy. Um, I'm... I, I like doing these little interviews, a little dune on the street, a uh, little thing. I might try to continue if, in the future at some races I go to where I ask, ask you uh, where you're from and what do you do, what's your name, and then just ask them some funny little questions, nothing too serious. And uh, some people went for like a minute or some people went for two. Uh, it's just fun little content things to be able to fill in for you guys. Um, be able to provide you guys some stuff. I'll have the videos of these little Dune on the Street interviews out over the next couple of days. Uh, just kind of sprinkle them out there. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the Dune socials, you've seen me kind of post about them a little bit. Uh, you've seen me post. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you the names of the ones I've kind of hinted at. I've hinted at Dan Stone, RTJ, Bobby Blazer, and the fourth one I'm just going to go ahead and say it is good old Racing Jason from Twitter. If you've been on late mod Twitter at all, you know who he is. <laughs> He's very polarizing. He's a very, how would you say, enthusiastic fan <laughs> uh, that rubs some people wrong, uh, wrong but uh, he has a good heart and a crazy passion for dirt lane model racing. And uh, it's cool to get his point of view and get his opinion on 
little funny questions and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And also, before we go into the little doing on street interviews, I want to shout out uh, my homie, uh, former host of the Forward Bite podcast, Kyle Armstrong. Uh, he got wristband for me, my girlfriend, and Michael to be in the SRI tent and enjoy some hot dogs and some free beer and talk with some people. It was awesome. Got to network with some people, meet some cool people. Uh, it was very awesome. And I just want to thank him that on just on the podcast and uh to everybody that i got to talk to and hang out with for a little bit with people i've met for the first time fans saying they enjoy the show and people i've been connected with for a long time uh just thank you it was a really awesome weekend i really enjoyed it war of outlaws uh puts on a show it, it, it really sure is an event it's a uh, an experience and if you haven't been to world finals at charlotte um, I really encourage you to do so at least once. Uh, Charlotte's just a great area, just racing all over. Doesn't matter if it's NASCAR, drag racing, dirt racing. Uh, I believe Casey Kane was doing Casey Kane Racing was doing a fan day on Saturday or Friday. I believe it was. I wish I could have made it. That that would have been really cool. But yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on uh, this weekend. There's not. Uh, there's a little bit happened. There's uh, the Georgia State Championship at Livonia. There is also the INX Legend Car Nationals at Fayetteville. Uh, Swainsboro has a oh, – wait, no, that was this past weekend, uh, the 4th. Uh, excuse me, that Swainsboro had a race. But, yeah, we uh, still got some stuff happening in the Carolinas, and excited to just talk about it with you guys, go over World Finals, some, uh, some opinions I have, a little bit about high limit. But, yeah, uh, before any more, also want to shout out Victory Fuel. Got to finally meet uh, Joe Swindell. Awesome. Uh, really appreciate them still having me a part of their ambassador program. It's a Victory Fuel is a great vitamin B12 packed electrolyte water. It keeps you energized without having like the crash from caffeine and all that type of stuff. I really enjoy it. Their throttle punch is incredible. I can't wait for them to get more flavors and expand. They're already sponsoring night for the Chili Bowl uh, Thursday, I believe. And that's going to be awesome. And uh, if you go to their website, drinkvictory.com and find like a t-shirt or find their drink or anything they have on there don't forget to use the code dunewitch for uh dunewitch 10 for 10 percent off at the checkout uh they've been awesome to me they'll be awesome to you give you some great products and yeah i, I just uh, appreciate all the support on the podcast and uh let's get into dune on the street we're here with ricky thornton jr here at world finals day Day four? Yeah, we've been here like three, four Day days. Four, yeah. yeah, so here on Saturday night, he was last night's winner with the World of Outlaws. Got a couple quick man on the street questions for him. How would you describe your 2023 season in one word? Uh, spectacular. Spectacular. If you had to choose one track to race at for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, Knoxville Speedway. Raceway. I think it's Knoxville Raceway. If you had to choose one of the two other series that are here this weekend between the Super Dirt Car Series and the Sprint Cars, which series would you choose to run if you had to drive one of those cars? <laughs> That's an easy choice. Definitely a 410 wing car. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you, you have like one artist or one type of music that you think other people would find weird that you like? <laughs> big Swifty fan. Big so, Swifty uh, fan? Big, big Taylor Swift guy. <laughs> if you had to choose like one of your favorite foods to try for the first time again, what would it be? Uh, definitely tacos. I'm, tacos. A big, I'm a big Mexican guy. What, like what type of taco? Favorite taco? Uh, I mean, just beef tacos. Beef taco? uh, something like a street taco. Yeah. If you have any, uh, have dinner with anybody that's dead or alive, who would it be? Um, that's a tough one. Honestly, it'd probably be a deal. I wouldn't mind going to dinner with Taylor Swift. I mean, she's, uh, cool. she's good to look yeah, at. Yeah, you trying to take Travis's place? Yeah, I'm yeah. Nah, I know. Hold it. Uh, I'll get in on that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a funny one. All right. Thanks, Ricky. We appreciate it. Good luck Thank tonight. You. What's your name and where are you from? Hello, I'm Bobby Blazer. I'm from York, Pennsylvania. Awesome. So, 
how would you describe your 2023 season with uh, recording your content and like vintage clothes? One word. Unexpected. Unexpected. If you had to choose one racetrack to go to to shoot photos at for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Uh, can I have dirt and asphalt? Yeah, it could be one each. Dirt. Man, I really had a good time here, and I've had a great time at Eldora. So it'd be a coin flip between those. As much as I love my PA track, sorry, Lincoln, <laughs> Williams Grove, sorry, Labs, Lincoln. Port Royal, Lernerville, Bridgeport. Sorry, y'all. Well, Bridgeport's in New Jersey, but uh, asphalt. I had a great time at Daytona, but I wasn't shooting photos there. But Bristol was such a fun and unique track, and you could pretty much shoot from anywhere, and it was cool. So definitely want to. I definitely would put Bristol as my asphalt and Eldora as my dirt. Those are good pick. If you had to choose like one of these three series here, it's very hot. Well, yeah, but yeah, hop behind the wheel of. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, whatever one goes the slowest. Okay, it's so probably big box. Yeah, big box. Yes. Okay. What is one like music artist or type of music that people, uh, ran, most people find weird that you like? That I like? Yeah. Free uh, Astro World Travis Scott. Good pick. Very <laughs> good pick. Uh, Who's one of your favorite foods that you'd want to try again for the first time? Burritos. Burritos? But only, the other pick I have was tacos. Tacos? That's yeah. right. If you have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Anybody? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, how about this? Race car driver wise, I would love to have dinner with Joe Gibbs. That'd be a great I day. don't know why. He just seems like he'd have <laughs> great stories. But yeah, it feels like uh, he would have like a good grandfatherly knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd really like to, to for him. That'd be super sick. I'm not even like really a Gibbs fan per yeah. se. Dirt wise, uh, any like random celebrity or uh, ah man, I I feel like if Kanye would just say some like not ignorant stuff, yeah, <laughs> that's like really controversial. I would love to sit down and just talk to him. I feel yeah, I think that that'd one. be really really interesting. Yeah. I'd love to hear like what he has to say for better or worse. Uh, dirt wise. Uh, I think talking to Steve Kinzer would be sick, and I'm not really an old school. Yeah. Old school it, he'd be, he'd be a great guy, but he'd be really cool to talk to. Awesome. Thanks, Bobby. No problem. What's your name? Where are you from? Dan Stone. I'm from Thompson, Pennsylvania. If you had to describe your 2023 season in one word, what would, you, what would be that one word? Uh, long. Long. Okay. If you had to choose one track to race at for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh... Boy, uh, probably Port Royal Speedway. Okay. If you had to choose one of the other series that are here this weekend with the big blocks or the sprint cars to be able to be behind the wheel of, which one would you pick? Uh, I'd probably pick big blocks. Uh, yeah, because you grew up around yeah, them. Yeah, so. I've seen them. The sprint, sprint cars, I don't know. I'm too old yeah. for that. <laughs> you tell me you wouldn't go up around, rip the lip around here right now? I'd try it. As long as nobody was watching. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> what is one artist or one type of like music that other people would think would be weird that you liked? I don't. I don't know if they'd think it'd be weird, but I, I like rock, like ACDC, okay. that stuff. I, I, I do grew too. up with that. I mean, I, I don't know. Country <laughs> to me is. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> A lot of people are like that. Uh, if you had to try one of your favorite foods for the first time again, what food would that be? Uh, sushi. Sushi. That's an interesting pick. I, I, don't th I didn't think I would expect anybody to say that. That's cool. Uh, if you have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, 
I don't know, pro- probably uh, like my grandpa, you know, That'd be really somebody cool. I learned a lot from. That'd be awesome. Get get even more advice from him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, awesome. I know he'd think, probably think it's crazy, all the stuff that's <laughs> technologies Happened. come along and all yeah. that, you know. That's cool. Things change like crazy. Awesome, Dan. Appreciate you talking to me I appreciate today. it. I right, appreciate it. Good Thank luck, you. buddy. Yeah, you guys are probably working hard. What's your name and where are you from? Um, Jason, the Red Clay Rebel, racing Jason on Twitter from uh, Blythewood, South Carolina. Okay, Jason. So, if you had to describe the 2023 racing season that you've been around in one word, how would you describe it? Mm, intense. intense. World 100 is all you need to know. Uh-huh. Uh, Deer Creek. Um, beginning of the season, Brunswick. That was exciting. Uh, it's intense. It's intense. Yep. Super late model racing, the best form of motorsports on the planet. Yep. Uh, if you had to choose one track to watch a race at for the rest of your life, what track would it be? Mm, I can't. I, I, it's got to be just one? Yeah, just one. Mm. Mm, Davenport. Nope. February. February. Nope. Davenport. Nope. Deer Creek. No nope, February. Nope. Uh, okay. You, you've said more than uh, one. I'll go February. Okay. If you had to choose one of the other series here this week in the sprint cars or the big blocks to watch for an entire year, what series would it be? And you can't watch late miles for a year. Oh my God. You have to watch big blocks or sprint cars? I'll go with, I'll go with big blocks because I got confused Thursday night because they get so spread out. Okay. I thought that Rico won Thursday night and I didn't see, I didn't know gravel passed it. I had no idea. So I got to go big blocks. Okay, I'll tell you. What is one of your favorite foods that you want to try again for the first time if you be, were able to experience it again for the first time? Mm. Wow, that is a tough one. Wow. We've had answers like tacos, burritos, sushi. Well, I eat, I, I can live on pizza. I go pizza. Okay, pizza's a good one. And if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Could be a celebrity, could be somebody you know, anybody. CJ Rayburn. Okay. I want to see. I want. I want to see what was it, how, how his mind work. <laughs> well, that's it, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I hope you guys enjoyed the little Dune on the Street interviews, the first real iteration of them. Uh, if you have any tips or anything you want me to add to them or make them longer, shorter, different people, more people, uh, just let me know. I just hope you guys enjoyed them. Uh, it was fun really being able to talk to a couple of them were friends of the show, like Dan Stone and uh, Ricky. We've been uh, I've been good connection with Ricky for a while now and awesome to be able to talk to him. Uh, he's just been so busy, raced so many times this year. I think he's up around 140 races this year. So even being able to do like a small little interview with him is really cool and i really enjoyed it awesome to meet bobby for the first time in person me and him have been connected for man uh probably about a year and a half two years now if i had to say so i've been uh buying stuff off of him he's been awesome to me uh getting me hooked up with some cool vintage gear uh, you can get his website on etsy b blaze vintage uh, he's got awesome stuff on there. Also, keep up with all his great uh, film work he's doing, his, the stuff he's been getting into over the past few months, and it's really popping off for him. I'm really proud of him. And obviously, Jason, uh, if you want to uh, follow him, he's the Red the red Clay Rebel on Twitter. I think it's a t- – he's going to be mad at me if he, he won't listen to this. But <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it how it's spelled. Th- uh, Tuna's Jason 
one or something like that on Twitter. Uh, it's very easy, easy to find him. <laughs> but yeah, let's go over some content we had happening over the last few weeks. I'm just going to touch, touch up over a couple things from the World Short Track Championship that was about a week and a half ago at Charlotte 26th through the 28th. They had nine divisions over 500 cars. That event just keeps growing, and it's just awesome every year. Uh, sad I wasn't able to make it because I had an SEDRA event to attend to. We'll get to that before we talk about World Finals. But uh, just a couple notes for me. Uh, friend of the show, Benji Hicks. Got, uh, there was a little bit of incident. I don't need to go into who who did what, what happened. And so other friend of the show, Taylor Wood, who I'm now doing social media for. So that was a little bit of an interesting situation. I've talked to both parties. They're both just moving on, focusing on their own stuff. Um, yeah, that was interesting for me to now be watching it live and then get texted like, hey, what happened from Taylor? And then it's coming. It was a whole story, but uh, I kind of enjoyed uh, – I wouldn't say I enjoyed being in the middle of that, but it was definitely interesting and entertaining. But uh, enjoy both those guys. That's not going to change. And, yeah, uh, Becca Malone, 11-year-old, wins in his first ever late wall start in the 602 division. It was pretty stacked against some crazy competition. We had Dalton Jacobs lock up the midi 604 championship on Saturday night. That was a really tight battle with Travis Steele. Um, Trent Ibe with the last second pass over Rambo. I talked to uh, – Talked to Rambo a little bit about that. He gave me some funny one-liners. He was wearing a warm, uh, like one of them heater coats that they like built-in heaters with, like the little red light on the like breast pocket a little bit or whatever. It was funny. That was that was why actually while I was talking to Benji, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just uh, awesome weekend for all those uh, local division drivers. We had Mitchell Coggins get absolutely creamed by pulling off the track on Friday night. That was crazy. Uh, I sent him a message to try him get him on the show. Didn't hear back, but but hear back from him. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we have an episode, episode with Mitchell. He runs, uh, he's the uh, director. Why can't I think of term right now? He pretty much runs Harris. Uh, he's the promoter. And there's the word. Good job, Evan. <laughs> but just a lot of awesome racing. Uh, if you went to Charlotte, congratulations. Uh, I know a lot of people complain about the payouts and that stuff, but and, and I have too. But it, it really is a cool facility that they give people the opportunity to race on and i just hope they're able to raise the purses and make that even a better event through the years i believe that was their seventh year running it and i hope it keeps getting better every year because that's what it seems like it is um but where was i i was at lakeview motor speedway for the good old beach bash which they had their first rounds of qualifying and practice on friday night the 27th and then they had a little pit party some free food uh Shout out to Scott Tripp and everybody at Lakeview for putting that on. Uh, they actually won the 2022 SCDRA Promoter of the Year Award that Kelly was finally able to give to him and his wife uh, during the intermission. They were originally supposed to give that to them in April, but everything got pushed back six months. Uh, it's just unfortunate when that happens, but whoever Kelly gives it to next year will hopefully be earlier in the season for the 2023. But uh, awesome to see the work that he puts into that facility i really enjoy lakeview it's one of my favorite places but uh in round one of qualifying it was andrew smith with the quick time and then i was going to jump over friday or i mean saturday uh there i was in turn three and four just taking some photos and videos and there's a huge hole going into three and a lot of people were hitting like michael crouch eddie mcgrew lost a wheel and broken axle um another car i can't think of who it was i believe it was the 171 which is uh with uh chance wasn't hunting those guys and yeah, uh, that was a little 
little sketchy to say the least, but there was a, like, it was just rapid fast. It was definitely changed. It was very, it was very slick. That, oh, no, never mind. I had it mixed up. It was very hooked up and very slimy. So it was, a, it was too slimy, so it was a little slow Friday night. So Saturday, they had the track perfect, and they actually set what could be a SCDRA front-wheel drive track record, and that was with our good old buddy, friend of the show, Numa Presnell, with the lap time of 19.727. Second was Andrew Smith, third was John Wyndham. To combine those times and then ran some B features, and then your winner of the 40-lap event, that had a lot of like survival. Like there's a bunch of cars that had mechanical issues. There's a couple of incidents, but it was John Wyndham winning his third out of fourth SCDRA event. If I yes, because he won Scriven in July, and then Andrew Smith won Rome in August, and then September he won Dega. So he's won three out of four. Uh, good for him. Huge like late season comeback. I believe depending on how Scriven goes in a few weeks, he couldn't. He could pull himself into this championship fight. He really could. Second was Joey Kelly. Third was Eddie McGrew. Big comeback for him. Fourth was Reed Christensen. Fifth, Lee Hutchinson. Sixth, Billy the Driver Tidwell. Seventh was the Edgefield Flyer, Kale Dees, who shout out getting the uh, Extreme 4 win at Sumter this past week and part of the Vern Gettings Memorial. Awesome to see Kale in victory lane. Eighth was John Wisnant. Ninth was Bruce Dimon. And tenth was Michael Trotter. Uh, shout out to Jacob Bright finishing 11th. Uh, Walker Wyndham, Andrew Smith. Uh, a couple of the guys that had issues that were uh, front runners were Payne Pickles, Newman Presnell, uh, Josh Adkins, Gibson, uh, Dalton Taylor, and Michael Crouch. So a uh, big race, a bunch of uh, drama stuff happening. But uh, once uh, Presnell uh, kind of fell out of the race, it was pretty much Wyndham's race. Shout out to our boy Reed, run really strong. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel, Import Outlaws. He makes some great content, a bunch of his GoPro footage and just vlogging the SCDRA events and just stuff he's working on in his shop. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into world finals uh if you want to check out the scdra at their next event it will be the georgia state champ georgia outlaw state championship excuse me at scrubbing motorsports complex on november 17th and 18th uh, i'm not too sure what my plans are i know i will uh probably be at cherokee that sunday that's looking to be my last race of the season uh that, that sunday the next day but there's another race there's the valvoline ironman series co-sanction with the carolina clash at lancaster for five thousand to win i believe it is uh could be ten thousand let me confirm that for you guys i don't want to give you guys false information let me go check out chris tilly on facebook ten thousand to win for the palmetto palmetto state 50 Saturday, November 18th, the Ironman Late Mile Series versus Carolina Clash. I think that's going to be a really good show. I guess I hope they get some good numbers from the guys up north. But like always, my money's going to be on Big Ben Watkins, which we'll talk a little bit more about him locking himself in the show through the heat races on Saturday night, Charlotte. I've been beating around the bush about talking about World Finals. Let's get into it. Uh, it's going to go through notes and a little bit of like the Friday, Saturday results, a little bit of Thursday. It's pretty much going to shout out winners. I don't need to go deep through the whole top 10 and stuff but shout out to scott bloomquist everybody knows his issues this whole year his health issues um awesome to see him be able to be that quick time on friday uh the points of him finishing good friday and having that quick time help lock himself into saturday 
And yeah, it's awesome to see Bloomer doing well. I was really happy to see him back at the track. It was my first time seeing him in in a year at the track, and that that feels weird. It really it really did this year. And the quick time for Thursday qualifying was Mike Marler, and your winners for. Thursday and Friday were for World of Outlaws. It was David Gravel. He was trying to build himself back up some points and be able to chase down Brad Sweet, who unfortunately, and not unfortunately, eventually, <laughs> well, unfortunately for World of Outlaws with everything high limit, we'll get into that more in the offseason. They've had so much happen, but I don't want to talk about it as much until a full schedule is out. Uh, they dropped a bunch of big things today, but David Gravel won on Saturday. I mean, Thursday. Sorry, it's been a very long week. <laughs> and for the late models, it was Mike Marler, his first night out in the Skyline Redhorn 157. And second was Chris Madden for the Super Dirt Car Series. It was Matt Shepard who ended up locking up his ninth championship in 12 years, I believe. And one of those years was COVID, and two other years were second place finishes that's just straight up domination that, that's incredible you can't and i know a bunch of us and not many people listen to this like know much about big blocks but that is really insane it, it's crazy that he's been that dominant on friday your nos energy drink sprint car feature winner was brent marks i believe that's the second time i've seen him win at charlotte possibly third or of Outlaws was Mr. RTJ, fan and friend of the show, winning in the 28-car field in Super Dirt Car Series. It was Tim Fuller. And then Big Night, Saturday night, November 4th. Also, crazy car counts for everybody. Uh, 75 late models, 50 sprint cars. That's awesome. Uh, winning in a great sprint car feature, it was Brad Sweet winning his first race at the Dirt Track at Charlotte and clinching his fifth championship. Shout out to Sane DeVault getting that C feature win. <laughs> in World of Outlaws, it was Ricky going two for three on the weekend and just dominating, uh, came from 10th place, just ripping the wall, kind of like Davenport did last year. Uh, they did extensive track prep after the sprint car race that so went big blocks. Shepard dominated that. And then they had about probably about 15, 20 minutes of track prep for the sprint car race, which that was about normal. They did that on Friday. And then they did a full rework of the track. And that felt way too extensive because I feel like the same thing would have happened with Ricky coming from 10th first as of how crazy that car is right now. And still, he would have still been able to rip that same top. Um, a lot of people said that that track prep, track prep was worth it and made the race incredible. And I, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm not trying to be against it. But Wayne compared the time of track prep took to the feature Besides Ricky coming from 10th to 1st and just dominating that second half of the race, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't as good as it could have been after that long of track, track prep and work to it. And I feel like me and, my, me and Michael, we felt the same exact way. We really did. And we felt like we're in the very small majority or minority of feeling like that, that feature didn't live up to what it could have been. And awesome. Ricky went 10th to 1st, but I don't, there wasn't a lot of craziness happening. In other parts of the field, yeah, Ricky, or I mean, Bobby Pearson went from 26th to 13th in the race where he was crowned champion after already locking up a couple weeks ago. Like, besides that, there wasn't really a lot happening. And I don't think there needs to be a crazy a bunch of stuff happening, wrecks and everything, but I don't think it was as great as people were saying. And if I'm wrong, there 
crucify me for it. I don't care. That's my opinion. But shout out to World of Outlaws. Great season. I think it's a good uh, bounce back season for a World of Outlaw late models. And it's going to be a very rocky and tough road for the World of Outlaws sprint cars. Brian Carter, WRG, uh, with everything with high limit going on. Them taking the, uh, taking the Gold Cup, taking Skagit, uh, taking over... Um, four crown weekend and a bunch of other big things happen. High limits, such a big threat now. Acquiring the All Stars and announcing today that they're going national, and he, that's just crazy. Um, like I said, me and Michael will probably break it down in a couple weeks on an episode once our full season schedule comes out, and it's a little bit of a cooperation with Lucas Oil for their schedule. Like that's just a lot to unpack and stuff we want to talk about when everything's just fully laid out. Both series have their schedules including three because we want to see what races will line up with Lucas. And we'll know a bunch of that after PRI or at PRI. So I'll look for an episode after that. That might actually be my last episode unless I have some interview ones to put out until Christmas. I will be taking a few week break uh, during the offseason to December and maybe a little bit of January. Uh, we'll just see how content and how everything is. Uh, if you have plans for 2024 and you'd like to talk to me about it on the show, uh, announce anything, I I'm welcome to have anybody on that wants to talk about their plans, kind of have have me help you announce it. I'll be welcome to do that for anybody. But, uh, yeah, we talked a good bit about World Finals, Lakeview, World Short Track Championship. Uh, if you're trying to go to a good race this weekend, go out to Livonia. Uh, they'll have some fun stuff. And then up next, definitely for me, will be the Blue-Gray 100 with the XR Working Man Series co-sanctioning with the Carolina Clash for their season finale, 20000 to win. Uh, if you want more details on it, I know our boy William Richard with the Cherokee Chatter Podcast will have more details in the next week or so. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just uh, really still happy with all the support and everybody uh, just checking us out and uh, asking me where the podcast was last week. And I just appreciate all the messages and people talking to me at World Finals and uh, suggestions for guests and stuff like that. I hope I'm able to get an episode out to you guys later in the week or next week. And I know there will be one next week, but I would like to fit in the interview one later this week. But we'll just see what happens. I hope you guys are having a great week. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, uh, send me a message. Share it with all your friends. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Dumich on Dirt, D-U-N-E-W-I-C-H on Dirt. Hope you guys have a great week. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow the Dune. Have a good one, guys.